I'm Christian. And I'm Brody. And this is Amplify, Amplify, a podcast that provides a launching pad for discussion about life on the mission field in the Americas. All right, here we are. We're so glad to see you guys and have you guys here with us. We are actually very lucky to have the Seth and the Denise Whipple, our member care people. And I'm kind of biased. I think they are the best ones in all the world. So we're going to give them a chance to introduce themselves today. So Seth, Denise, y'all take it away. Like he said, my name is Seth. This is Denise. Uh, we've been married for 28 years and we have been doing this member care thing for 13 years and we love it. Uh, we love the opportunity that's ours to serve um, people who have been sent out for the kingdom's purposes and who are giving their lives in faraway places. Speaking of faraway places, where have we been? We have lived in three different parts of the world now. We lived in West Africa uh, for two years, and we did uh, an ISC term there and did some media work. And then we lived in India for almost eight years doing member care there. And now we live in Panama, which is awesome. And we've been there for, goodness, over two years. And yeah. so it's it's been great to have experience in different parts of the world and be able to to serve in all of those areas. Uh, we don't serve alone. We have a team. So Randy and Karen served for 20 plus years in Argentina. Then we're back in the U.S. for 15 years and then came back to work with us a couple of years ago. Um, and uh, they are fantastic. Um, love the Lord. So uh, it's beautiful. Love them. Love getting to serve with them. And then we have two other teammates, uh, Crystal Reynolds, who is, is based out of Mexico uh, City, and she's been doing member care for more than five years. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's been she's a training counselor. She's been doing this counseling thing for a long, long, long time. And then Anna is our TCK specialist, and so she will be landing in Peru in a few months, and will be online doing mostly TCK work. Um, and providing that new aspect of, or a more focused aspect of a support for personnel as they arrive. That's amazing that God has provided such a team uh, of support for a missionary serving on the field in AMP. Um, but as you said, you all have served in many different roles um, across the world. Um, and so we just want to speak to uh, the hardship in serving as a missionary. And so if you all could give us an example of a hardship that you have endured um, during one of your terms or um, in one of the countries that you've served. We we talked with our teammates and got some information from them as well. And one of them said that by far, first term was the hardest and learning language was just such a, a struggle. And that the way that she said it was that we all love the Lord, but a close second is our own self-esteem and us loving ourselves and learning language really cuts at that, cuts at your self-esteem and the struggle of that. Um, for me personally, I think that the latest struggle is the hardest, probably. And, and yeah. I would sum that up in having adult children and launching them um, to go back to the States for college and having to navigate that that nuance, that season of transition. Yeah, they were a long way away. 
Um, Randy, awesome Randy, said March is his hardest <laughs> because uh, March Madness. And that was such a part of his life growing up. And then to come overseas and to give that part of uh, life up was was hard. Uh, there was a time that was toilet paper for me. Well, you I, I said toilet paper because every time, <laughs> you know, it, you're used to toilet paper just ripped right off. No. That's right. Never. And you use it more sometimes when you're overseas than you do in the U.S. And so I remember many a heart struggle sweating with an unair-conditioned restroom and going, why is a toilet paper? So that was, but that was at one time. Another hardship would just be the, the constant companion of illness. So sickness has just chased us in all the places we do. And so... Uh, we're pretty careful when we travel. We only drink certain water bottles and blah, 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 because um, it's just been such a a dogged pursuer of the whipples, this thing called sickness. And I think that new reality is complicated by culture and language. I mean, I struggled, still do, uh, with language. We're learning our fourth language. So as you guys are learning and will be learning Spanish, we're in it with you. Woohoo! Um, everybody on our team knows it and we're still struggling with this one but we knew Hindi really well and before that we learned French pretty good Um, so yeah we we know the significant burden uh, that that learning language is and and along with that just being in a culture that's um, often so different and separate from what you were used to um, and and the humility that Karen talked about that forced humility thing is um that's those are hard things. There's a lot about it that's hard, but it's good. But there is a lot about it that's hard. And with that, we're going to be talking about member care, and a lot of those things come up with missionary these struggles and these things that are complicated for us, and these emotions and these thoughts, and you have a lot coming your way. But the reality is, we struggle with asking for help. That's not something that we naturally do as people. And I think one of the coolest things we have as the IMB is a really cool tool and a really cool team called Member Care. So that's going to be the big topic that we're talking about today. So one of the first questions I have for you is this one. You guys have done a lot of different things. You transitioned to Member Care and you've been doing it for 13 years. My question to you is this, why Member Care? Why would you transition to, do, to that role? It was really in our 30s that we decided that we wanted to be counselors. We had both done great things and meaningful things up until that mm-hmm. point. Um, but in our 30s, we went back to grad school to get counseling degrees and just found our lane. We found where we hit our stride and then realizing that that's what God created us to do. And then one step further, the joy and fulfillment of being able to do that with missionaries on the field, that we we can't touch that. It's just been amazing. Right. And so this is something that we had in, in, in the sites for a while. And so for us, it was we had an invitation from someone that saw something in us. Um, that's what started it all. But then we put in the time and effort and and it's it's a privilege and it's it's what we are made to do. So as member care, um, what would you say is the one of the best resources that you all can offer missionaries serving on the field in the Americas? Uh, two things. 
First, I would say the primary resource we have to remain engaged and thriving on the field is the scripture. We cannot stray from the scripture. And any counsel, any time that we're with people, um, it's bathed in the scriptures and we refer back to the scriptures. That is our, our primary. I think another resource, and it's a privilege that we get to be a part of this, is just our is presence. Um, when we are in the midst of difficult times, being with someone that cares, that is with you, that is a confidential place to process, uh, that can be a really powerful thing. We have the privilege of being in your city from time to time and, and, and sitting over a meal and being at your place or whatever is going to be beneficial, uh, but we have the opportunity to be where you are. And so we do that a couple of different ways. We do that proactively just as we visit all the people around the affinity. So if you're coming short term yeah. or long term, at some point in time, we're probably going to end up in your city, remote or large city, doesn't really matter. Um, and then when we have crises or a different uh, critical incidents uh, come up, then we uh, we arrive in your city and we give support when that's necessary. And so for us, it's not because we're magical or we can do anything significant, but someone being present for the purpose of care, um, it, it just, it hits right um, often. So that's our, that's I think the biggest resource, the scripture, and then us with the scripture in hand saying, you know, he's got you and, and he's not going to let you go. Yeah. And with that, I think the value of us living on the field mm -hmm. and knowing what some of the challenges are firsthand that we can, we're all in this together. We are all That's trying right. to make it through. And so we want right. to be alongside you and, and just not that we have to live on the field to be able to help, but I think it's such a, a high value of our organization to have member care consultants on the field. And, and it's, it's a, it's an extra ad that, sure. that our organization has that's valuable. And I can actually speak to that because back in March, my second niece was born and you all were here uh, visiting all the missionaries that were living in Lima and we got to celebrate together and it was a really sweet time. And so I'm just so thankful for that support that you offer to myself, but also all the missionaries in the Americas. You brought up crisis moments. And the reality is, and you guys at FP are hearing this, the reality is, is that conflict is one of the biggest things we see on the field, team conflict. And a big tool that you guys have heard about already is Peace Pursuit. And so Seth, Denise, I want you guys to kind of talk about why Peace Pursuit. I know I sat there and learned about it and had a lot of questions about it, but now we want to know why. Why Peace Pursuit? We were doing um, dealing with conflict on teams for years without this tool. Uh, and it was effective. Like we, we could do it. But there is um, that quick start guide, that stage one of Peace Pursuit is what was often missing for us. Like we were walking with people, we were exploring these things, but they were with us and we were asking questions and we were wrestling over things. We were pointing them to different scriptures, but, but what Peace Pursuit does is puts together a really solid plan for you on your own with the Lord to process, to analyze, to understand, to forgive, to, to really conceptualize and ask hard questions of yourself and the Lord. And when you're reading those scriptures, when you're walking through the different boxes, you're you're reading that scripture in the context of this conflict and this particular 
um, affirmation uh, or question that's being asked, it, it hits different. It hits in a way that that causes it to have great power, uh, to speak to us, to give clarity, um, to challenge us at times and our own perceptions of what was happening. Because ultimately, it's an expectation difference, as you heard. Um, and so when we start flipping over that one another's on the back and we're like, oh, that, yes, this is, I thought this was what brotherly kindness meant. <laughs> and that's not what yeah, I'm experiencing. So I'm, I'm not, this isn't working right. I think it's also empowering for, for each of us as we enter into conflict. Like I have a tool, I have something that I can hold and I can work through and I don't have to explain it to someone else. Uh, and, and if, God forbid, it's going to get more complicated, then we can be a part and walk through each of those steps. And we've been doing that for a long time. We just see that peace pursuit puts it in a beautiful package that makes it really tangible and empowers each of us on our own to be with the Lord and to prepare to have these conversations that sometimes honestly are just, they're skinky. Nobody wants to have these kind of conversations, but they're sometimes necessary. I want to ask you guys, you guys have been around the world. We brought that up earlier. Um, I'm surprised. I see y'all, y'all look so young, but I think about, think about you guys and I want to know, with your experience and what you look forward to, what gives you hope in ministry these days? We were encouraged early on by our first supervisor when we started in member care, the importance of us abiding with Christ, that we needed to be on our toes and be consistent with the spiritual disciplines because we don't know when crises are gonna happen that we're gonna have to be on the ground. And one of the things that we are able to offer is so many times when we're in difficult situations, when we're having questions, when we're having doubts, it's hard for us to have hope. But in our role, one of the tools that we can offer people is that we can lend hope to them. And so hope is, is a big thing for us. It's we, we have to have hope, but sometimes yeah. it's difficult to do that. Um, another thing that, that that I enjoy about our role is that it's it's different than strict counseling, counseling relationship yeah. in, in the U.S. Because in, when you see a counselor, then you may never see them again. But in our member care role, it's in such a way that we, we are lo- alongside people all along. And so we're able to see the rest of the story. Mm-hmm of not only seeing them and their struggles, but seeing them and see what God does through them. I had a situation today that I saw someone that served as a journeyman, and then now they're married and they're being commissioned to go out um, as as a family. And she came up to me and she said, Denise, do you remember me? I haven't seen you in X number of years. And I said, so good to see you. And so she said, I want you to know that you helped me. And this is what you said that because of our conversation, God used that to teach me some things that I'm still applying today. And so you don't always, I think that 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 gives us hope that we are, we do walk with people through difficult circumstances, but then we see them on the other side as well. Well, we wanna thank you all for being on the podcast with us today. Um, any final thoughts, any words of encouragement that you can leave uh, the listeners? 
Um, yeah, you mentioned hope, and um, our life verse comes out of Psalm 33, and it says, We wait and hope for the Lord. He's our strength, and He's our shield. In Him, our hearts rejoice as we trust in His holy name. And our prayer for you uh, is right out of this passage. It said, Would your unfailing love rest upon us, even as we put our trust in you?